I'm, I'm, I'm a little torn right now, and I just want to be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is, is saying and wanting to do right now. It was early this morning that I just sensed that there was going to be a little transition in some of the things that were going to be talked about today, and, um, and so I just want to be very sensitive to that. As you know, we're continuing our series on love. We've been looking at um, love for several weeks now and really walking through 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, which is what we consider the love chapter um, and taking a, a different segment of that uh, every week. And so today is, is, no different, is no different. And yet I believe there's going to be a change in, in the approach of what we're going to do today. And I want to have a time of prayer. And I really want to pray for parents today at the end of this service. And so I, I encourage you um, uh, moms and dads to, uh, to be responsive and ready for that. And I think God's going to do something special in some people's lives. I love what uh, the song that they sang and what Austin had said. I agree with that. Nothing is wasted. Nothing is wasted. The experiences that you had as a child, a teenager, a young adult are not wasted. And you might think, well, some things that happened when I was a child uh, might reduce my ability as a parent. And I would say the exact opposite because God works all things together for our good because we love him and we're called according to his purpose. And so the very thing that you would think would be detrimental, God says, no, that's what I caused. To, that's what I'm using to cause to make you an even a better parent and a better servant um, of Christ. Word tells us in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 and 5, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, and it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. That's what we're going to focus on today, self-seeking. Well, if the love is not self-seeking, then what is the opposite of self-seeking? I would share with you the opposite of self-seeking is trust. Trust. Self-seeking falls into basically two categories. One of which is that we have a desire that is ungodly. We have a desire that if we reach that, it would be sinful and it would not please God at all. Before we knew Christ, that's probably what we were aiming for, right? But once we accept Christ and he takes out of us that sinful nature and he puts within us a godly nature, his nature, well, then generally speaking to the Christian uh, our desires are good. We, we want to promote. We want to move forward. We want to advance our education, advance our career, advance our families. We want to advance ministry. Uh, we want raises. Money's good. Money's never a problem. It's the love of money that's the problem, but money's never a problem. And so God wants you to have promotions and raises. And so we desire these things, and those are good things. But self-seeking is not just simply reaching after an ungodly goal, but self-seeking can be in our lives if we're reaching for a good, godly goal, but we're doing it in an ungodly way. We're trying to accomplish a goal, but we're using ungodly methods. In other words, advancing your education is a good thing, but cheating on the test isn't. Just thought I'd throw that out there for all the people studying algebra in high school. Okay. Wanting to get promoted within the company is a great goal. That's wonderful. Lying to the boss to make you look good is not. Okay, so we're there, right? So self-seeking is saying, I've got to manipulate. I've got to do things. I've got to make 
in order to get. And God is saying, whoa, where's your trust? It's not all up to you. Where's your trust? When it, we think of the promises that God gives us, and we think of the time period between the promise given and the promise fulfilled, and that's when we kind of get anxious, right? We're going like, God, don't you understand we're Americans in the 21st century? You gave me a promise. It's already Thursday. God says, I've got a longer view in mind than just this week. So we get impatient and we think, I, I, I must need to manipulate this situation to make it happen. And God is saying, trust me, trust me, trust me. Anxiety builds when we try to earn God's promises. Anxiety begins to build. Why isn't this happening? Why hasn't it happened? I think of parenting and how what, what, a, what a tedious, wonderful, tough program that is. Parenting is not for cowards, Dr. Dobson wrote in his book. So true. Parenting is tough. Being a servant of Christ and, and being patient to the fulfillment of the promise is not easy. And yet when we trust God, we find that we do reach that fulfillment of the promise. And so self-seeking says, I've got to do it my way. Trust says, I'm going to wait on the Lord. Because we've got to make a decision. Do we want self-gratification or do we want God-glorification? And if we want self-gratification, then we reach our goal and we say, look what I did. But if we want God-glorification, we wait and we're patient and we let God do what he needs to do behind the scenes. Parents, and I want to talk to some men here today, maybe particularly, and I want to encourage you today in, in relationship to what we just talked about for a few moments, I want to encourage you today, don't lose sight of the fulfillment of the promise for your children. God's given you promises for your children that they will be mighty in the land and they will be godly. You'll have godly offspring. All of those verses that give us promise and give us hope. And it's a long, arduous process but God is saying, don't give up hope and don't try to use self-seeking maneuvers to try and get your children to a certain position, to reach a certain goal. He's saying, be patient, wait on the Lord. Be actively involved, but wait on the Lord. It's time that parents, and I'm really kind of stressing fathers this morning, is that we rise up and we say, I will not settle for what society says my children are going to be. I'm going to hold on to what God says my children are going to be. I'm not going to let the society determine what my family's going to be. But I'm going to let God determine what my family's going to be. And there's a promise that's been given to us that we will have blessed marriages and blessed children and blessed homes, and we're going to be a blessing to the people around us. And sometimes we, we lose sight of that because we're in a time period where we're waiting. We're waiting between the promise and the fulfillment of the promise. And even as people make promises to us, but then they break the promise, then we're tempted to lose what? Trust. We're tempted to lose trust in people because they made us a promise, but they didn't fulfill the promise. And so we go, oh, well, we can't trust that person anymore. If we're not careful. We will make the mistake of transitioning that lack of trust to God who made a promise to us, and it just hasn't been fulfilled yet. And God is saying, don't lose trust in the middle. Don't lose trust in that gap period between the given promise and the fulfillment of it. There's a gap period. There's a gap space 
But here's the good news. You get to decide what you do in the gap. You're not stuck doing what society tells you to do. Give up, do it your own way, manipulate, lie, cheat, steal, whatever. Whatever it takes to get ahead, God will be glorified once you get the promotion. Really? But if we get there the wrong way? But you get to decide what the gap's all about. You get to decide what happens in that middle time period. You say, you know what? God's given me a promise. It hasn't been fulfilled yet. But in the name of Jesus, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to wait, and I'm going to wait actively. I'm not just going to sit on the couch and go, well, God's got to do it. I'm going to be actively pursuing God, and therefore I'll get his promises. Those promises will be fulfilled. I want to talk about raising kids for just a moment today. Fathers, I want to encourage you, don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. Stay involved in your kids' lives. Stay involved in your adult kids' lives. Stay at it. Don't give up. Even though you might, might not be seeing right now the fulfillment of God's promises, you will if you do not lose heart. It's going to happen. And don't give up. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe you're saying, man, I, I, mean, I just thought marriage was going to be better. And mar don't give up. Don't lose faith. Yeah, some things have happened. Some promises have been broken. So, okay. But you get to decide what comes in that gap. Am I going to give up or am I going to put faith and hope and love into that gap? Self-seeking says we got to do this marriage my way. But trust says we'll do it God's way. See, self-seeking says I've got to manipulate the situation. I've got to manipulate her. I've got to manipulate him. But trust says I need to help you flourish to be the best person that you can possibly be in Christ. That's my job as a spouse, is I'm, gonna, I'm supposed to help you be the best that you can possibly be. That's what you put into the gap between the promise and the fulfillment. I'm encouraging you today, don't lose heart. Don't give up. Don't lose out on the promise because in the gap, you gave up. I just think at Hope Crossings, we're just filled with a, a, a church that says, you know what, we're not, we're not those who give up. We're going to continue and continue and continue until we see the fulfillment of God's promises. I believe God has given us promises here at Hope Crossings that we will be a greater influence within our community and within our culture. And I think those days are yet to come. We are an influence in our community. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying we're going to be a, have a greater impact into this community. And so we don't give up. We still continue. We continue to step day after day, week after week. And that's what you do with your marriage. And that's what you do with your children. You just keep pressing forward and saying, God, I'm trusting you. I don't see it. I don't feel it, but I'm trusting you. God's given you a promise of healing and yet you're not healed yet. But that's when you say, you know what? I'm not giving up. I'm not giving in. I'm not surrendering to sickness. I'm going to continue to say, God is God. He's given me a promise. And in the name of Jesus, I will be healed. And you keep pursuing on. So in the gap period, what are you putting into the gap? Are you putting encouragement, faith, hope, love, strength? Or are you just saying, hey, whatever, and trying to be self-seeking instead of trusting? Those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. Amen? Proverbs tells us, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He said in all of your ways, in everything that's happening, 
He says, acknowledge the Lord. What does that mean? To know the Lord. What is the Lord saying to me? What is God's will for me right now? I haven't had the fulfillment of the promise yet, so what do I do right now? And that's what God is speaking to us today. Right now, the gap. What are you putting into the gap? Well, how about let's put in some trust and faith and assurance. Amen?